This is Noche Galactica, episode 42. I'm Poeta Galactico. And today we have a new episode uh, where we're going to be talking about first gen in the higher education journey. We have a special guest in the building. It's Ms. Vanessa. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Um, you know, just got off of work. So I'm excited to, to be here and to, to share some of my experiences with you all. Dope. We're going to dive in uh, just for like, put it on the record. Ms. Vanessa and I haven't met in person. <laughs> haven't met in person. <laughs> it's been on Zoom calls. Uh, she, uh, we work together, uh, but I feel like your energy is amazing and the work that you're doing is is, is powerful. So we definitely want to put you on Noche Galactica. But yeah, we haven't met. <laughs> we haven't met in person. Mm-hmm. Hashtag COVID times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we started Noche Galactica just by having guests share a little bit about their upbringings, where you come from, your culture, your background. So yeah, the the floor is yours. Um, Please dive in. Awesome. So hey, everyone. Um, I'm Miss Vanessa. Um, A little bit about myself. So I'm tuning in from Lancaster, California, uh, which is in Southern California. (laughs) Um, One of my mentors is funny. She calls me... um, Velo from the valley, from the Antelope Valley. Yeah, so yeah, coming from from Lancaster, California, the Antelope Valley. A little bit about myself. Um, I come from a very, very loving family um, of four. So it's myself, uh, my older sister. Um, she's six years older than myself. Also an educator. She's an elementary school teacher. Um, and then both of my parents, so my mom and my dad. Um, who are originally from Guadalajara, Mexico. Um, so I am Mexicana. Um, yeah, and I'm excited to, to share a little bit about my experiences. Um, currently a college counselor at Latitude High. Hey. And I'm also, yeah, <laughs> also a student at um, CSU East Bay getting my master's degree in uh, marriage, uh, MFT, so my marriage and family therapy um, degree um, in addition to school counseling. Beautiful. Thank, thank you for all that uh, representing for Southern California out here. I mean, hopefully after COVID, we get to meet in person when we are working yes. together. Uh, but yes, thank you for your story. It sounds super powerful. And and the kind of the angle and the lens that we're going to be talking about is first gen, right? Uh, the higher education journey that a lot of us take, uh, mm-hmm. especially Latinx communities. Um, growing up, when people talk about college, when t- people talk about university, for a lot of our families, it seems like a, something that is not in the spectrum, right? Like you, you come to the States, uh, and I, I'm speaking from my experience, but I'm, I feel like a lot of people can relate. We come to this country looking for the American dream, and education is like the center, especially when you, if you come um, to the U.S. As a, as a younger teenager. But if you come like in your early teens, like you start pivoting to like starting to work uh, because you want to get that get that dollar, get that money. Um, but it's super important to stay on this on this journey. But I, I just want to hear from you, from a person who has, who has done it, uh, the higher education journey, right? As a first-gen student, uh, what are the biggest challenges that you saw when navigating the higher education system? And I know that's a loaded question, a loaded-ass question. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. yeah, any any if you want to start maybe like your senior year and or or at the point where you start feeling like I'm going places and I'm gonna go to this university and what kind of help you set the tone yeah I think that's a yeah definitely like a big question and and I think I appreciate you for highlighting kind of your experience too because I think being a first-gen student is like it's important to see like through an intersectional lens so looking at it also like 
coupled with like your other identities too and I think for me um two things two of the biggest challenges um were first and foremost just making decisions um that are gonna obviously influence the rest of my life so like come to my senior year I think um selecting what college to go to um and you know balancing um like honoring like my family right my family and uh, but also like this new institution and you know taking that leap of faith with decisions in terms of like taking a step into the unknown you know um but also like looking out for people who who you trust right and who have taken the path before and, and and really like using their advice um I think going back to the question I think financially um, making decisions like when I was thinking about my senior year in terms of what college to decide um, you know it's a huge financial commitment mm-hmm. um, and I think for me um, that was a huge factor when deciding what what college to go to and so you know I'm very very fortunate um, that I had you know different opportunities for financial aid um, and but I think that was definitely like a one of the more nerve-wracking decisions um, that I had to take. And then um, second, I think also as a first-gen student navigating institutions of higher education, I think um, not taking what everyone had to say for face value. And what I mean by that is like sometimes I encountered individuals who who didn't really know me, right? Um, mm. Whether that, and they were in positions, positions of power. So like thinking back to high school, um, you know, people, and, and me not knowing, right, and people just telling me, like, oh, like, um, you know, are you sure you want to do that? You know, questioning, you know, are you, are you sure you're, 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 you're capable of doing that? Um, and, like, principals thinking about teachers, right, um, that that really questioned um, sometimes my abilities, right? I had a, a professor once, you know, and, and um, I took the class, and, you know, and, and um, I, I failed the first test, and you know mm. I went to her to her office hours, and she was looking at two, so I was like, "Cool, like she you know, down." <laughs> she, <laughs> you know, that was with that. <laughs> and then <laughs> um, I went to her office hours, and I was like, "Hey, like, how can I improve? Um, you know, um, what are some things I can do?" You know, I was really grateful uh, in my experience. So I went to UCLA for undergrad. Um, UCLA has a program and many many schools have this program as well it's called EOP at, at UCLA it was called AAP and, and they had a lot of tutors that, that were really um, down to help their, their previous students so it was that like peer-to-peer model they were really helpful um, so I was able to do better on the next test but I think in that first test I went to her office hours and I was like hey is there any way like is there anything I can do to improve um, you know I, I've been doing better in the class and like one of the things she told me was like it's a pity you don't know how to take tests. Mm. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> you know. Um, and I, I cried, I'm not going to lie, I cried a little bit. I was like, dang, yeah. like, <laughs> dang, like, it's like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's deep. Um, but I think that, yeah, I think just navigating, like, like, yeah, just knowing that, that take everyone's, like, um, input with like a grain of salt right and know knowing your value and knowing your worth and so um yeah Yeah. i think in in school sometimes we're taught to 
we're taught to like follow orders and follow instructions and you know and, and um not to say that you, you shouldn't right but like I think it's just important to also know like that your your voice is important and it matters and, and knowing yourself um is important to the process it's beautiful thank you for sharing that that's a deep story um <laughs> I would just want to say to the teacher, who hurt you? Who hurt you, teacher? <laughs> <laughs> who hurt right. you? Right. Um, that's great. I, I just want to pose this this follow-up question. Like, yeah. first of all, like, what sparked you to pursue your degree? That's the first mm-hmm. question. And then the second question, did you ever feel like just giving up? Like, be like, this is not for me. Let me just stop this. Yeah. Yeah, those are, those are great questions. I think in terms of, like, pursuing a degree, so I think... Um, my degree has been shaped by many things. So, like, first and foremost, like, my family, I think education, like we were saying earlier, like, it was it's really, really important to, to my parents. And, um, you know, they didn't um, kind of navigate the education systems here, but um, they always told me that, like, um, they always shared their value for education. Um, and so, like, just seeing both my mom and my dad work so hard uh, growing up, I think, was really... Uh, motivating and, and them telling me, you know, just just take everything like they had a, a, a really like a growth mindset, you know, and um, always knowing that like if things didn't go well, you know, it's, it's always important to 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 try and try again. And um, and so they always like really, really um, for both my sister and I really um, shared the value of education and, and, and being able to, to move forward. Right. And um, I think through the first year months, I, I mentioned earlier, I have an older sister. I think getting a degree, um, I think my older sister really inspired me to do that and to continue on with higher education because I wasn't really, I think my, my level of awareness wasn't there. I just, um, a lot of things my older sister does, like as a little sister, you know, I just kind of follow in her footsteps, you know, and so, um, you know, we were very fortunate that she had mentors kind of guiding her, um, guiding her and, and recognizing um you know that 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 she could do it and um and so my sister you know she she also she also went to UCLA um and I think like it's funny because like in middle school I didn't really conceptualize like what was happening I just knew that she was going to do more school and that we would drive for like an hour and we'd drop her off (laughs) and then you know and then she'd come back every weekend. And so I think as I grew older, like then I started to real like I, I started to realize and ask more about like her experience and what it was like for her. Um, so I think my sister really motivated me to get a degree. And I think um, in terms of like advanced degrees also, mm-hmm. um, she really, really encouraged me. But I think part of wanting to focus on like um, you know, mental health and like supporting supporting students with both the college advising piece right um came from like not or having a lot of questions as as a as a senior or just things that I didn't know that I didn't know I didn't know you know (laughs) for sure yeah so like things like like what was a major or um kind of honing in on my interests and um navigating different systems so like for when I was applying to to colleges um I it's funny because like I just checked boxes and I was like okay like 
you know, let's apply to these schools, right? Because my sister was like, just apply to these schools. I was like, all right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I was like looking up schools, I was like, oh, let's look at the Google images, right? <laughs> Is this yeah. cool? Like, you know, and, and it was like, I wasn't necessarily sure of what to be looking for in a college, mm-hmm. right? It was just more of like, um, yeah, let's just like, it, like just fill out the application and then, um, yeah, let's see go where it goes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, so first of all, shout out to the fam. Shout out to your parents. Mm-hmm. Shout out to your sister for mm-hmm. for helping you shape shape your future. Uh, and yes, um, I can see that there's so many there's so many I want to say ways where people can just kind of start to give up. The paperwork can be one. Mm-hmm. Maybe not having someone like a role model. Uh, that has done it before them and I think that's the biggest piece right like you mm-hmm. you had your sister but I feel like there's folks out there who had no one who had done it before them so it's kind of even harder I'm not saying that mm-hmm. your your story is not hard but I'm sure it was even harder if you have mm-hmm. no one to follow footsteps from um and then not having mentors I I, I want to dive deep uh, on this question about mentorship right uh I feel like mentors play a big part especially when you're in college is that mm-hmm. is that is that correct yeah definitely okay. mm-hmm. Uh, who, who are the people you look up to aside from your family is there someone in the education field that has put in like a like a big emphasis on your education and, and who, who you are becoming like someone who kind of put that that work in yeah I think so definitely like you mentioned my sister for sure um and then I think in college um there were a couple people so um one of my sister's uh, friends, um, who's also my friend, um, her name is Laura um, Romo. She's also a school counselor. And I think uh, she was, at the time when I was an undergrad, she um, was the head counselor at Locke High School in Watts. And um, she provided me the opportunity to like go and, and you know, work with the students and kind of um, mentored me. And like, we even, like, we even FaceTimed the other day, you know, and just talking about like, like just consulting with one another and um she really introduced me to like what school counseling looked like um because I had like ideas in my head but I didn't really know and so like yeah she really kind of laid that foundation of um just providing that support in that space um to be able to work with students and to learn from her um and then also um one of my professors at UCLA uh, Dr. Mystery um she really understood I think she, she provided space for me to just share uh, like who I was as a person and also like she believed in me right mm-hmm. and she 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 provided me with like opportunities to be able to um, I, I, I did research with her and she um, really like mentored me and really kind of helped me professionally and kind of bridging that gap um, in terms of just learning like the academic language and like what that means and um yeah i i, yeah. I learned a lot from her and um i, I really appreciate her shout out to that. the mentors shout out to them <laughs> um mm-hmm. you you touch on this piece about academic language right yeah. and and i feel that we live in an era of the social media we live in an era of like people really feeling <laughs> feeling like we are woke but at times i feel like we're trying to i woke one another you know like my academic language is better than yours and at times we just leave leave the people who really need 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 that extra support need that extra help uh just we get caught up on this like i'm i'm i'll woke you because i'm more i'm not saying intelligent but more 
more savvy in different areas, but I feel that at times, the most uh, people who need that, that knowledge, we kind of like dismiss them. And we, are start, we start to speak in a really like high academic, academic language. Uh, I don't know if that resonates with you, but I just feel nowadays people just get caught up on like, I'm gonna outwork you. And we forget about the people that we really need to support, which is in low-income communities, people who don't have access to education, people who are living in survival mode, who really need access to that academic language, but broken down. And I feel like, I don't know what's your take on that uh, around just the wokeness of people nowadays. Yeah, I think there's, and that's something that like, like I've thought about a lot. Um, in different ways and like what like what is like what are we learning through education um like what are we what are we working towards or like what are we aspiring to you know because i think there's so much like value in like our communities and, and you know yeah it doesn't like sometimes that doesn't fit the academic language right and like i think it's really important that we kind of we, d we don't like forget, you know, don't forget um, mm -hmm. like where we, where we came from and like our experiences. And like, um, I think that was so. Another mentor I had in undergrad, uh, her name was Tia. She's or Dr. Tanksley now. She just got her, her PhD and she's get working, it, get um, it. Yeah, but I think that like something she really taught me and, and uh, when I was doing research was to focus on like um stories and like people's stories right and to highlight those and because like sometimes it's more like you know like uh yeah like more i guess you could say like like qualitative or yeah uh, mm -hmm. you get really lost in like in the language but i think that like she really like focuses on highlighting people's experiences and people's stories and people's voices um which is something that i i really appreciate and so it's like how can we um, create spaces for that because um, yes. I think it's really really important and um, it reminds me of um, uh, the professor she she focuses on community cultural wealth and the different the strengths that we have within our community um, you know whether that's learned how, knowing like two languages right or you know um, just the different strengths that that our community has and our community brings and um it's, it's like it's something that i really appreciate yeah that's 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 beautiful i always talk about the when you come from like different countries or even like mm -hmm. you were born here and you have different cultures mm -hmm. at times you got to just like assimilate to the culture of the u.s mm -hmm. but you always are living this like duality in life right mm -hmm. where you gotta like if your family is like, for example, Mexico, then you gotta live this Mexican culture and really embrace it. But then you go out to the world and people see you differently. And then you also have to assimilate to that culture in, in ways. Mm -hmm. So it's super interesting, um, but I love it. I love it. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. um, and then the next question that I have for you here is what What are some of the biggest challenges you saw just in higher education? And, and I give you some time to think while I tell you a story. So mm -hmm. back in 2000, I wouldn't say 2015 or 16, I went to this program at Yale University for a summer. It's called the Emotional Intelligence Program, where they teach you about how emotions matter. And I'm big on emotions. Uh, so I went to this program. It was for, I want to say, three or four weeks. And when I was there, I got to be honest, 
put it on record. I just feel so out of place, right? I feel mm-hmm. so out of place because I was a guy, I mean, living in East Oakland and then just transitioning to Yale um, and just, just being there. I just feel so out of place, not because I, I feel less than people. It's just because I didn't see a lot of people who looked like me mm-hmm. in the space where it was for higher education. So that really just turned me off to, to continue to pursue something that I was like, this space is, is just not the sign for people like me because they don't understand. They don't understand the struggle. And, and I feel like the narrative was so different. Um, so, yeah, just going back to your question, what are some of the challenges that you that you saw in your journey? Mm, that's a I I have I felt I felt similarly in, in different spaces and so I think like um moving so more more context um so after um, I graduated from UCLA um I, I was a college advisor for two years through UBC, UC Berkeley's Destination College Advising Corps. Shout out to them. They taught me a lot. And it was Shout just, out to them. Yeah. It was, a, <laughs> it was a space where I was able to learn and, and grow a lot. Um, and then for my, um, I, I have a master's degree um, from, from Harvard's Graduate School of Education. And I think um, kind of some of the sentiments that, that you were, were just sharing, I, I felt um, there in terms of like whose stories are being told and um, from what perspective right or who's telling these stories and um, I think uh, a big challenge and I think this is also true like uh, within the field of psychology is like like it comes from like a white man's perspective right and like yep and these these theories these models right they're being applied to uh, like the students that i work with i was like this this doesn't make sense or like mm-hmm. this isn't um yeah this doesn't make sense or there was just a tension between like 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 who who am i counseling like with right or like um thinking about yeah i think just like i had some great experiences don't get me wrong but i think yep. Um, just in, in some of the, the classes thinking about like uh, yeah whose whose stories are being represented how are they being represented and like what 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 narratives are being told what stere- like stereotypes are being shared right and, mm-hmm. and just thinking from that lens and and I, I I like there's so much wealth and value within our communities right but sometimes they they aren't represented in, in higher education or they aren't there isn't space for them to be shared. And so, um, yeah, I think that's for one sure. of, one of the, the bigger things that I would talk about. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and then the, the, just the last question, uh, and this is, if we live in a world that is, that is perfect, <laughs> mm-hmm. or close to that, if you can change anything about just the, the higher education system, the protocols or the way that that is run what what would it be or, or what are kind of like the the pain points that you saw and you would be like this is something that will that is a is a gatekeeper for a lot of people who look like me and i would love to change that or i would love to see it change in the future yeah i think allowing um when i'm thinking i think i'm thinking from the lens of more like k-12 is like mm-hmm. allowing and providing more space for creativity Mm-hmm. Um, and for people to discover who they are, right, and to share that with others, and um, 
to take like um, you know to, to really to really discover who they are and, and to, to love themselves right and I think um, in terms of education I think oftentimes we're we talk a lot about like accountability and about standards and there's this push but I think it, it would be um, great if we could focus more so on like developing the individual you know and, and working with people right and um, also like this is just me it's just like an integration of more um, like um, talking about mental health conversations around mental health in schools and um, yeah just like identity development and exploration I think are some of the the big things that I think within K-12 and even moving forward like in higher education that would be really helpful yes yes to all that I'm, I'm, I'm a big advocate for mental health and I feel like just growing up K through 12, we really don't talk about that piece or mm-hmm. we didn't when I was growing up. And I feel like that is a pivotal thing that, that and becomes crucial as you become an adult to know mm-hmm. how to navigate and um, just take care of your emotions, you know, because <laughs> mm-hmm. those are key. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Now we're going to transition to, to the shout outs. Any shout outs you want to give, plugs that you want to put out, the work that you do. This is the moment. Go check it out. Um, y'all can follow me on Instagram, miss.vlopez. Um, but yeah, shout out to, to everyone that's, that's been a part of my journey and has I've come into contact with and has interacted with. Um, I appreciate you all. And, um, yeah, I think I, I appreciate you for, for providing me the space to share a little bit about my story and my journey. No, thank you for, for getting on. I know that having a microphone and recording is, is, is hard at times, but I, I feel we're living in an era that it needs to happen, uh, COVID times. And yes, definitely follow her. Your info will be tagged um, to this to this uh, post on Instagram. So just go ahead and follow her. Ms. Vanessa, it was a pleasure having you here. It's been 30 minutes of just nothing but knowledge and dropping tokens of power. Um, once again, I'm Poeta Galactico. This is Noche Galactica. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you.